For a hundred years in Emilta, there have been horrors. Now that Emilta's history sleeps under the mud, the horrors may just be people's best way of learning about their past. A horror's presence says clearly, blood was shed here. There have been deaths here. Somewhere in time, there was suffering, right here. The people of Emilta can never forget the wrongs of the past. At least, not without rangers. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. I'm your host, King Cat, and I also remember all your wicked deeds. I love you anyway. Aww. You, you do ask for the wicked deeds. I do. I keep them close to my heart. With me today are Kirsten. Hi, everyone. Nick is here. I am here. Hi, everybody. Kathleen's over there. That's where I am. Wow. The crew is assembled. We are assembled. The crew is assembled. So previously on Sword of Symphonies, the party began navigating the treacherous shoals of the West Coast on their way north to Naka. The weather turned violent and cold and pretty miserable. And on the second night of their journey, oh yeah, a horror showed up. Mm -hmm. A horror showed up, and I believe it's time to fight the horror. We haven't seen the horror yet. We know it's there because it rammed the ship. It did ram to the ship. So I guess we're going to start with a loud noise echoing over the hull of the West Breaker. And the party taking a look over the edge to see horror. Well, that's not good. Oh, no. I think this is <laughs> this is a very obvious time for Cobb to start yelling, Horror, we've got a horror, everybody get your weapons. Uh, battle stations? Do, do we have those? Penelope whistles for Polly. I was going to make a joke about how Tissa sizes she unsheaths her spear, but actually she just had it in her hand the whole time, so she just kind of looks at it. <laughs> uh, I guess it's spear time. Time to spear. I guess it's time to use spear for its intended purpose. We'll see. Hmm. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. Ah, oh, spaghetti. I've statted this horror out, but I haven't described it. So it's time for me to enter one of my trademark fugue states. Give me a second. <laughs> uh, short question. Is Marcus's arm still all jacked up? No, it's been a while. I think he's okay. Yeah. Okay. He's all right. Well, and Kirsten, did you end up taking Minor Miracle or did you do something else? I do have Minor Miracle. So maybe you Minor Miracled Marcus off screen. I'm down with that. Yeah, you used your magic to fix his jacked up arm this time. Next time, who knows? Penelope sometimes remembers and sometimes forgets. It, it varies day to day. <laughs> Penelope does things arbitrarily. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So you're hopping on the proverbial Pollyanna? Yes. And taking a jaunt around the proverbial ship to see what made the proverbial noise? Yes. Okay. All right. Should I roll a riding for that? No. No, you're just looking at a thing. Okay. Unless you don't, like, do you not want it to notice you? Or are you trying to be stealthy? Are you... No, I'm just going for it. Yeah. You're, you can just fly. So she hops on... 
kind of takes off towards where the noise was. And it's a good thing that you're the one who's kind of taking the first clear look at this thing. Because you have the frame of reference to understand that this is about the size of a bear. Okay. Because you're familiar with boreal environments. I'm assuming that you've encountered a bear. Okay, yeah. Yeah, she's seen bears. It is about the size of a bear. It is jet black in color. A shadow against the moonlight reflecting off the ice flow. Its face is carved and twisted and elaborate with spirals and ridges and outcroppings. Like if a medieval artist saw a picture of a Klingon. <laughs> okay. And then just winds up drawing like a snake or a cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly I love medieval cats. They're amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a Klingon. Uh, it's just ridged and deeply, deeply lined. Its back is flat, as flat as the ice flow. It has a wide gate. It looks like at least a dozen squat legs propelling it across the ice. You can see the reflection of fierce claws on each one of them. Its back is a light with an eerie yellow-white golden fire that rises up from the back of it like a cape flying in the wind. And you see it back up and galloping on those dozens of clawed feet across the ice, run itself headfirst again into the ironclad hall of the Westbreaker. Oh, I don't like it when it does that. Can Polly use a spell or, or can... I did it again. I've been so good about it. been so good. Um, can Penelope use a spell or do we have to wait for initiative first? We're going to start with initiative. Sounds good. We're going to start with initiative because everyone is very aware of what's happening right now. That is true. It was a giant horror rammed into the hull of the ship twice. Cobb is yelling at Penelope. What is it doing? What? What's... What's that noise? It's 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 headbutting the ship, like like an angry bull. Trying to punch a hole in the hull. All right, we gotta get rid of this thing, everybody. And Cobb draws his sword, and we'll roll for initiative when the GM wants to to say that. I have already said that. I mean, I said initiative, so I was missing the first syllable. Okay, like like Nilla wafers. <laughs> roll initiative, Nick. <laughs> What? I like Nilla wafers. <laughs> Kathleen got 12 for Tissa. Thank you, Kathleen. I can always count on you. <laughs> Penelope got 13. Okay. Cobb got uh, a lot. 22. 5566. Five, six, six. Oh, wow. Cobble fast. That's a good roll. Cobb is not happy when people are attack ship. He does not like when people are attack ship. This is a well-known fact. I'm just gonna roll some of these. Oh, those are good numbers too. Okay. First to go is actually gonna be the horror and it is going to charge the Westbreaker again. I would like everybody to roll me adaptability athletics, please, except um, Penelope. I've got lots of those, but I've only got one edge success. Only got one edge success. Yeah. Tissa got a success plus an edge success. Okay. 
Cobb is moving very quickly, but he's not really paying attention to the ship. He's trying to get people into place, that kind of thing. You know, yelling at Marcus, yelling at, well. Well, everyone, really. Just yelling. Yeah. Just kind of yelling in general. Just yelling in general. <laughs> um, Cobb, if you keep the edge success, you will stay standing, but your initiative will be knocked down for the round. Tissa, one success is enough to keep you upright. I think Cobb will take the edge success this time because he's, again, trying to set everything up. So he's, while he's fast on the uptake, he's kind of like trying to do five things at once here. So I think that makes sense. Okay. Cobb, do take a tumble. Penelope. Um, you see a, um, sparks flash between Polly's antlers as electricity starts humming and zap. She's going to zap the horror with her scatter pool. Nice. So you're using lightning field? I am. Nice. Big zaps. Give me a roll for the attack, please. Uh, two success, one edge. Okay. It is not aware of you right now. That will definitely hit it. Woohoo. Let's see. If you keep the edge success, you're going to end up coming closer to it than otherwise. You know what? I'm going to keep the edge success. Okay, it's a bunch of damages. It hates it. It's mad. It's already pretty mad. Next, I am making Tissa act. Tissa is going to cast Numb Sands to bring some of the surface up to try to intercept this horror before it bangs into the ship again. Okay. So you're trying to put a barrier of sand between the horror and the ship. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Okay. I think I'm only going to ask for two scatter for that. It's a pretty straightforward use of turn. Scattered twice. Everyone can see the water near the West Breaker suddenly becoming lighter and colored as the seabed rushes up. All right. Um, this happens. Don't worry about it. And then it's Cobb's time. All right. Cobb is going to, let's see here. Uh, taking a look at do I want to use the assist pool here actually you might um you know actually I think Cobb wants to use wind at your back for one scatter but mostly just to sort of help him leap down at this thing so that way he can stab it with his sword on the shoal because Cobb kind of has to get close to people to hit them with sword that is true yeah, I guess maybe what Tissa just did then was made a place for melee to stand on. Yeah, definitely. That's a place that Gobble can stand on. Can you give me a daring athletics rule to do this very cool jump? You get plus one because the wind is at your back. Cobb has the his normal sword and the gold sword in his hand. So he has two swords he can use now, so he might as well. He is a swashbuckler after all. That's very swashbuckly. Mm-hmm. Gotta do a wheel. Cobb rolls lots of dice because he has all sorts of bonuses. So wow. That's a lot of fours, nothing. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> you jumped off boat and you give me nothing? Well, I rolled um Yahtzee. <laughs> but like fours. No! <laughs> There's so many eyes. So many eyes on that snake. Yeah. They're all bad. Actually, it's a pseudo full house. So Cobb rolled seven dice and got two, three, four, 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 four. Ooh. Oh, bad. 
Not good. I think that is the worst roll I've ever had. Okay, um... Now I've got to decide if failing that roll means Cobb gets injured or Cobb doesn't make it. Well... No, I think I think he does successfully jump off boat. I think he has undeniably jumped off the boat. He's undeniably jumped off the boat, but I'm going to give you a choice. I'm going to say either you take four damage or you absolutely lose a turn. Actually, Cobb as Swashbuckler, you can't give me take oh, damage. Oh, so that's, that's as a condition of an edge success. Oh, this is just a, yeah, this is just a, a flat-out oops. This is just a flat-out oopsie failure. Big failure. But how about this? You can either take damage or you can miss your next turn. I think we will miss the next turn because this thing probably hits like a truck, so I don't need to be jumping into melee pre-damage. Uh, I can't confirm or deny that. Well, I mean, it is the size of a bear and it's on fire, so, like, even assuming that it doesn't do anything else those are both very big ouchies okay so you land on the wet sandbar that tissa has conjured and you roll you you roll clean you're you're good but fuck that was that could have been bad cobb is a little shaken he's it's been a long time since something that risky has happened to him while he's been doing that even Tony Hawk wipes out on the skateboard sometimes. Oh, this is true. So, next round. Oh, Spaghetti Itko first. It's not currently in melee, so it's going to roll some dice. Can Tissa jump in? Yeah, absolutely. It's a new round. Tissa would like to jump in to cast Perfect Cold. Okay. And is going to make a blast of cold wind to um, keep it from doing the thing that it wants to do. But what it wants to do is charge Cobb. Yeah. Tissa would like to slow it down or knock it off course. Okay. How about then spend a scatter for every die I take away from it? Okay. The way that it works since I used my assist pool word is I uh, scatter one into the assist pool and then scatter regularly for the spell. Yeah, to pull the extra words. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's correct. Let's knock off two dice. Okay. Charge attack rules a bunch of them. So that was a nice thing that you did for your good friend Cobb. Okay. Two successes will strike Cobb. He doesn't take full on damage. He does take three damage. It doesn't quite hit Cobb. That wind does redirect it. But one of those enormous claws, which you can see now, each foot has a single hooked claw on it. One of them just comes down hard on him. Not a fan of that. Nope. I can't imagine Cobb is a fan of that. Uh, Penelope hasn't acted this round. So I have an idea. I was wondering if Penelope could cast a spell restoring Hunt using also her signature key piece, Nurture, because she's going to use it on Cobb because she wants to... The the idea is that this is going to set him in a better position and actually give him back the turn that he lost, if that is something that I could do. Uh, Key pieces are for rolls, not spells. Oh, yeah. Darn, that's right, that's right. I have to roll. But you can... Restoring Hunt... 
I, I, I've been really liberal with you and the word restoring. Um, yeah. I, it was it was a long shot, <laughs> for sure. It was. I've let you get away with some stuff with the word restoring, Kirsten. I believe the restoring harpoon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was that. That, <laughs> that was a thing. That was a spell. That was a spell. That was a good spell. <laughs> How is Cobb feeling? Did Cobb take four damage and also three damage? No, Cobb lost a turn instead of taking Oh, okay, right. He didn't take it. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. As GM, I just decided to give him a choice. Then I think Penelope is just going to... Yeah, she's just going to try to attack it. Gonna do that thing she does with the boat. Okay, daring ranged weapons. Go for it. Two successes. All right, two successes will hit it. That is for sure. Two successes will lodge an arrow in one of the deep grooves in its broad skull, provoking a deep, deep roar. So low, it's almost inaudible, but still very uh, loud nonetheless. Physically. Feel it on the air, but barely hear it. And then a thing happens. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's not ominous, not at all. It's not ominous. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you told us not to worry about it, so it's, it's fine. I've told you not to worry. It's fine. Okay, it's time for a new round. If nobody has any bright ideas, the horror is going to go. Uh, now that Cobb has a turn again. Yeah, he is going to cast a spell to try and, like, get this thing um, on the back foot or back feet, I guess, with the weird hooked centipede legs it has. He is going to use moving cold, and he is going to shift the ice under this thing to spin it around. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's good. Kirsten. (laughs) So this is just, like, again, spinning the ice Um, or, like, little ice shuffles to just, I guess, knock it up. Not really off balance, but sort of off equilibrium. Maybe confuse it. Yeah, I think just to to mess up its turn, uh, I'm only gonna ask you for I think two scatter for that. Okay, that's uh, that's a pretty. Cobb has plenty of scatter, so he sort of flicks his sword through the snow and sand, and a little whorl appears underneath it and turns it around. And it lets out that eerie low roar again, and. Um... Cobb, because you ended your turn in melee with it, I would like you to take two damage, please. Right, it is on fire. It is on fire, and the heat coming off it is unbearable. It does not look nearly as hot as it is. Everything around you is distorted in a heat haze as smokeless air flows outward from its back. Penelope is going to jump in and cast Cold Wind to try to take away some of the heat. Okay. How many scatter? Um, I'm going to say the way the rules have been written for this particular horror is that anybody who ends the turn in melee range with it takes damage. I'm going to say three scatter per point of damage it stops having. Okay. Does that make sense? So if you spend three scatter, then anyone standing next to it will take one damage. If you spend six, they won't take any. Ooh, uh, you know what? I'm going to go all the way. Okay. So Penelope raises up her hands and sort of like Storm from the X-Men creates this like blast of hurricane wind that's cold. 
the zone so that it's more bearable. All right. Tissa, I haven't made Tissa act. Tissa hasn't acted yet. Tissa would like to do sensitivity spirits plus discovery to see if she can figure out what Cat insists that we, the players, should not worry about. Okay. How many dice of sensitivity? Can I tell uh-huh. you something, though? The thing you're not supposed to worry about is not a spirits roll. Oh, okay. It's absolutely a sensitivity roll. A sensitivity survival. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Well, that does look like three successes. Ooh, three successes? Three successes let you hear a groan of heavy iron and a clanking of chains from the Westbreaker's deck. Wait, you're on the Westbreaker's deck, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Claire is at the cannons. Oh. Oh. Should I still mark off Discovery, or should we just uh, retcon that entire roll? (laughs) No, that's fine. No, you were rolling to find out what was happening, and what was happening was Clara has emerged from the bottom, and her battle station is at the cannons. It's just taking her a bit to set up. Okay. Good for Clara. I I, I love Clara. I told you not to worry about it. Yeah, but yeah, actually, when you say don't worry about it, it's, yay, it's a good thing. <laughs> you have successfully juked me. Um, <laughs> should once. I still do something else? Absolutely. That's just a normal roll. But like, look, okay. usually you call me out real hard. So <laughs> I got you one time. I figured that you ought to know since, in fact, you did. <laughs> Let's pass finding to Cobb. And it's got to be something that one can do from the deck that don't involve also recklessly jumping onto a sandbar. Jumping off boat didn't seem like a great idea when Cobb did it. Cobb has a lot of dice to cushion his bad ideas, but that cushion's not always there. That was, yeah, you did just roll catastrophically. (laughs) Normally, that was a good idea. Um, are there like harpoons or something? Oh, yeah, there's harpoons. Can Tissa throw a harpoons with daring mid-range weapon? I mean, they're um, they're kind of loaded on um, shooty guns. Oh, they're gun shooty harpoons. But absolutely, yes. Okay. That sounds like adaptability mid-range weapons, then. Or a daring not mid-range weapons role. Yeah, that's either daring long range or uh, adaptability long range, whichever you would prefer. Okay. Well, it'll be daring, then. Wow. Okay, three successes. Nice. (laughs) Tissa grabs the harpoons. Time to wreck up the place. Yeah. And three successes, considering it wasn't aware that an attack was coming from there, is very bad for it. Makes it extremely upset. The harpoon trailing a line of cable launches from the deck of the Westbreaker, arcs through the air and embeds itself in the flat back of the horror. And the line is almost immediately incinerated by the fire that is still there. But the harpoon, the harpoon is stuck fast. See, that is a round. Well, horror's mad. If it's the beginning of the next round, Penelope is going to jump in. Because she is going to try to do encouraging hunt 
to make the whore focus on her so that Cobb can flank it. Okay, all right. You're going to full on goad. You're going to do a taunt. Yeah. You're going to do a taunt. I'm only going to ask you for two scatter for that taunt. I have a question for you, though. Kirsten, Mm -hmm. how many scatter have Penelope? She has two left, so this is kind of the end of her. (laughs) Okay, so as in if you scatter two for this, that's that's it? No, no, sorry. After this, she has two more left. Okay, okay, because taunting it and then falling over is not sound strategy. (laughs) (laughs) I was really worried for a second there. (laughs) Hey, look over here. Bump. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, what does Encouraging Hunt look like? Is there a visual spectacle that's grabbing its attention? Yeah, so Penelope suddenly straightens up her nurse saddle and Polly starts, she's flying, but she starts doing like almost trotting, prancing motions because this is something they've done to distract bulls or cattle just in the air as opposed to while riding. And she kind of like floats back and forth in front of it to kind of sweep in front of its eye level as many times as you can to get it real like mad and just make it grumpy. And while she's doing this, the spell is adding extra like sparkle and shimmer to Penelope and Pollyanna to make them like extra bright and distracting. Okay. I love that. I love, I also love that. Big dramatic pose and fireworks and everything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, and this time, Penelope is not full of fair food. This time. <laughs> this time. Time Penelope's prepared. <laughs> Okie dokie. So the horror is definitely going to charge toward Penelope. And rolls like ass. Um, actually. Good. Cobb isn't the only one. No, it do roll like ass. It did get two successes, which is the difficulty to hit Penelope. So... It misses the ram entirely. You guys are too high for that. But as it's churning along, one of the claws comes up and catches you for three. All right. Oh, those claws are a danger. The claws that catch. Does Tissa want to do anything? Does Cobb want to do anything? Well, the horror has already done a thing, right? Yes. You know what? Tissa will also pass the word finding in terms of arpeggio-like to Clara. So there are two findings. <laughs> and what is the rest of Tissa's turn? Uh... Tissa is going to understanding spirits at it and then yell helpful words at somebody. Probably at no one in particular. All right. Looks like one success and one edge success. One success and one edge success on understanding. Probably just keep the success. I'm not sure what a good idea for an edge success would be that would like not be harmful. Yeah, neither can I. What's one success going to tell you about this horror that I haven't demonstrated? Um, Could she, like, tell Cobb to do some sort of, like, weird acrobatic shit on the harpoon? That would be extremely cool. Okay. I like that a lot. (laughs) That would be very cool. Another thing I'm going to say is, um, despite appearances, you do not want to put it in the water. Okay. 
So then I guess that's what Tissa yells is, keep it on the flow. So gremlin rules. Gremlin rules, yes. Hmm. Kirsten, your gremlin rules. <laughs> Dice time. Wow, that's so many successes. So thanks in part to Finding, which has been attached to Clara by Tessa, helping the sighting of the cannon go just a little bit faster, there is suddenly an echoing roar from the cannons aboard the ship. A plume of smoke erupts from the deck of the Westbreaker as a cannonball sears through the air and hits the horror, according to the dice I've rolled, right in its stupid goddamn face. Nice. <laughs> this is catastrophic for the horror, which hates that a great deal and bellows. The flames on its back are beginning to dim. It widens its stance and braces itself against the impact of the cannonball. And the ice beneath it begins to crack from the strain of the impact. Keep it out of the water, right? Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't get, don't get in, not the water. What's up? More cannons? Sure. <laughs> that just leaves calm. <sighs> Work with me here, Clara. Work with me. Get the next cannon prepped. I will put it in a better position. And while he waits for Clara to either switch to a different cannon or reload the current one, he'll probably switch to another one because reloading it would take forever. Yeah. Cobb is going to... Well, let's see. We had moving cold last time. I think he's going to do that again, but this time he's going to be a little more forceful and move it off of the cracking ice to a better location. Okay. Actually, wait, hold on. No, he's going to use lifting cold and hold the ice in place for now. All right. Ooh. So that way it doesn't have the chance of breaking. I think I'm only going to ask you for two for that. Let me know when the gun is ready, Clara. Sure. <laughs> Not yet. And it's time for a brand new round. If it's a new round, Penelope's going to just take a shot at it with the arrow. All right. She does not like this horror one bit and wants it to be gone. Two successes and one edge. Two successes and an edge will absolutely hit it. Do you want to keep the edge success for more damage? If I keep the edge success, what's the... Uh... You're going to be in charging range. Yes. Yes, I will. Okay. She's right up in its dumb face and gonna shoot it with an arrow. That is horrible. And it roars in pain and it is eyeless. And now that you're right up close to it, you can see mouthless as well. Although there are deep cavities in the ridges of its carved face that, I mean, could be anything. And you bury an arrow in one of those and there is a definite reaction. The ice flow begins to shake, and it responds to that in anger. Wait. Wait. Can Tissa step in and use one or two scatter on Respite from the Hunt to help Penelope not get charged? Yeah, I think, yeah. You're trying to just, like, remove Penelope from danger? Yeah, at least from charge danger. Okay, yeah. Um. Thanks, Tissa. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll the creature's attack, mm -hmm. and I'm going to ask you for two scatter per success it has. How about that? Well, I've got the budget for one of the successes. Okay. Actually, it rolled two successes, and 
because the difficulty to hit Penelope when she's mounted is two, removing one success will do it. Great. Thank you. Penelope feels a gust of heat as the horror dives forward at where she was, only to find that she is above it. And being above this fire is your very good spell notwithstanding horrible. Don't like it. Don't like it one bit. You can feel the heat coming off it. You can barely see through the ripples in the air. It's bad. She puts a hand up to her hair that was singed a little while back and is like, am I going to get more singed? (laughs) Why does Kat keep lighting me on fire? Penelope seems to say. (laughs) It's almost like I keep putting myself in dangerous positions. (laughs) Nah, can't be that. So that leaves Cobble. Cobble, 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 what are you doing? Uh, so let's see, gun's not ready yet, right? Gun's not ready yet. Because now that we've got the spell keeping it from melting people who get too close, Cobb is going to, he's going to make an attack at it, but he's going to try and like more harass it than try and hurt it, just sort of keep it in place. Okay. Like make quick little cuts at its legs and stuff to sort of just keep it paying attention to him and not going anywhere. Alrighty, give me a roll. Let's get a good roll for once tonight. Well, that's not bad. Two successes, one edge success. Um, two successes is going to be enough to put it down. Oh, well, I didn't realize it was that beat up. In that case, then, if it's so weak, then, yeah, Cobb will run up and try and coup de grace underneath its, like, creepy, gross mask. Can I posit that Cobb leaps up onto it, grabbing the harpoon in it, and comes down with a big stab? Well, can she posit that? I think that's a suitably fun and acrobatic finisher to this. Um, right. The big staff comes down, and at first you can feel the horror's body resist the blade, but the resistance melts away. So does the horror, disappearing into the shadows of a cold night. The fire vanishes, and snow takes its place as you stand on an ice floe in silence. That was a lot warmer than I was expecting out here. And Cobb dusts himself off and tries to, like, pat out any remaining small smolders that might be on his clothes. Guns ready. Well, the guns did their work, Claire. Uh, Help me get back up. And and Cobb kind of grabs onto the bit of the harpoon line that's still kind of draping off the side of the boat. Yeah, Sot runs over and tosses you a rope. Cobb will climb up. I was just going to say, I, I kind of wanted to pop it up into the air and then have Clara shoot it. Oh, <laughs> I see. As cool as that would be. That would have been really good. That would have been extremely cool. That way it would have, that way it would have blown up in the air and not fallen into the water. Mm. But the first cannonball did plenty of damage, so I think he's going to take the victory. He's going to take that W. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely he should. Even if we didn't get the triple S stylish, I still think the W is a plenty in this case. Yeah. Tissa is leaning on the... There's an actual word for the side. The gunnel? The gunnel? Yeah. At any rate, she's leaning on that and shivering a little bit. Once Cobb gets back aboard the Westbreaker, he can see the crew bustling to assess any damage that's been done to keep the Westbreaker from drifting or from being knocked off course. 
Marcus is kind of charging around, giving the orders while Cobb is fighting. Eventually, he kind of reaches an arm down to help Cobb get up on the on the ship. Uh, thank you, Marcus. Good shot there, engineer. <laughs> I don't do any other kind. Yeah, that was that was a an amazing cannon. Ah. Yeah, I forgot to tell you when you were better at the ship's engines that you're also better at the guns. <laughs> and I gotta say, this ship can take a quite a force to it. That thing is hits super hard, and the bow looks like it's still really intact. It's amazingly strong. Hmm. It was designed to break through ice. I don't believe we made any tactical considerations, but it's proven to have significant tactical value as well. I'm glad we're not sinking. Mm. I think, given the temperatures, we should all be glad we're not sinking. Yeah, being in that water would not not be good for, for our bodies. That's the understatement of the year, but at least the cold is nice for all these burns. Why do we keep running into things that are on fire? And it seems specifically you and me, Cobb, as Penelope kind of reaches at some singed parts of her clothes as well. It's like we, we, it's like we do something that puts us into burning rage. Marcus is just, like, slowly nodding and making a keep-going motion, like, you're almost there. You're almost there. Uh. Penelope doesn't go any further. She's lost in thought and just kind of... Yeah. No, you're, you're right, Penelope. Maybe it's... Maybe it's time that we, uh... We're gonna be fighting whores that we... You know, look before you leap, as it were. And Cobb kind of, like, straightens his back out and rolls his shoulder. Oh, I could go for a drink after that. That does sound lovely. And eventually Sot shows up at your side with a rum. Ah, thank you. And one for our crack shot engineer over there. Yes, sir. Hi, yay! Wait, wait. Cheers to me! Sot? Hmm? Don't be on fire. Thank you for the advice. It's good advice. Mm -hmm. As Penelope points to her singed clothing again. Yes, I think it's advice that we may need to pay more attention to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know. It's advice that we'll need to remember mm -hmm. in our memories. <laughs> I don't know, that might be asking asking a bit much from uh, Penelope and Cobb, but they'll they'll try. <laughs> they'll do their goddamnedest. <laughs> I think my memory is well, the horror itself is pretty creepy. Like, the image as Penelope was, like, looking at its face, shooting an arrow into its visage. Like, it's definitely a haunting image. Um, I also think Clara's cannon shot was spectacular. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what this horror represents. Usually they've got some, like, usually I can pick up on them pretty quickly, but this one, mm, I'll get it. I'll get it. But uh, yeah, I could tell you. That's well. What fun? What's the fun in that? I could tell you. I I love to boast about how clever I. Am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, then uh, how about how about you make that my memory and and tell me what it's based off of then? It's, it's a fire ship. Ah. Oh. Why you don't want it in the water is it is even more maneuverable in the water than it is on the ice. Okay. That makes. But it it rose from the kind of tactics where you light a ship on fire and you ramming speed. Oh. Cool. Huh. That is pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. Light it on fire and boom, then the other ship will be on fire. <laughs> Fires. 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 There's there's another very good memory for you, everybody. Fires. <laughs> but but stay safe out there, everyone. Don't go getting caught in fires yourself. Burns aren't fun. My memory is kind of frivolous today. And That's um that is that Tissa is not the sort of character who casts starlight stars. <laughs> God makes me wish uh, makes me wish Caldas was a mag uh, magus because he absolutely would he would absolutely cast starlight stars that's not even I love it that's the kind of crap he would do starlight stars is pretty good I had May cast watching watching and this is like almost as good <laughs> this is true I loved when May cast watching watching what would starlight stars do though I fuck know. if I know but it would be it would be very starry. <laughs> it would be very starry. Mm-hmm. Hey, audience, we love you. <laughs> we do, with all our hearts. What would your starlight stars do, audience? Let us know. Yeah, audience. Where can they let us know what their version of starlight stars will do, Cat? They can let us know on Twitter at PeachGardenRPGs or on our website at PeachGardenGames.com. Do it. We would love to hear what you think because we love you. We do. And we love your memories, and we love when you share them with us. And we love your zany spells of starlight stars. And we love that you're listening to us, and we hope that we have made you smile. And we'll be back next week trying to make you smile once again. And hopefully we won't be setting ourselves on fire, though, to do it. (laughs) But no promises. We'll we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Let me just scratch something out of my DM notes for a second there. Yeah, we're good. I promise nobody's going to be on fire. (laughs) Until next time, listeners. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Actual play comedy podcasts are awesome. We can all agree on this. What about if they're in outer space? What if the cast don't take themselves too seriously? If you think yes, then you will love Experience Points. We're an all-queer cast playing Starfinder and trying to survive whatever bombshells our GM Kenny can dream up for us. We're an impulsive bunch who rush into things which has landed us in some surprising situations. Have you ever almost died in a spaceship sauna malfunction? (laughs) We have. Come join the adventure with the crew of the GD Hoopty and their surly computer AI, A-Hole, as we traverse the galaxy, leaving a trail of pink glitter in our wake. Listen to Experience Points today wherever you find fine podcasts. Then come say hi to us on Twitter at EQPoints, or... 
Tune in for our live streams every other Saturday at twitch.tv slash experience points, or you can now find us on YouTube. We'll be sure to unroll the pink carpet and have a cup of space camembert ready for you.